lot of 3D movies in 2D, but this one is always quoted in the history books. Yeah. And I just never seen it before. You know, um, we did do we did do a 3D movie. This is before your time, Carl. It was with uh, uh, Ira, and it was uh-huh. called Coming at You. And it was from 1983, and it, it revised the 3D craze three decades later with the 1983 movie Coming At You, which was a spaghetti western released in theaters in 1983. 83, so that's, that's kind of late, yeah. Yeah, well, then you had like Friday the 13th Part 3D, and you had like all these like uh, Time Hunter and the Forbidden Zone 3D, shit like that. Interesting. I think it's Time Hunter. Well, it sounds sci-fi to me. So the lion ate him. Like this is someone else. This is somebody else. They were on stakeout. The lion was in front of them, but they didn't know there was a second lion. And the lion ate from him from behind. And so Robert Stack was like, "Bury him, so no one will know." Now they're like lion provisioning the camp. It kind of makes no sense because he buried the body, and they're not supposed to know about the lion. They're lion proofing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's the season. Now, here comes our cameo, Peter Sellers. You keep saying that. Is that really Peter Sellers? No. It's like David Niven. This is Mr. Commissioner. Uh, Oh, by the way, everybody in this film is dead. Everybody. (coughs) No. (laughs) Now, look, there's there's the one... No, go through the thing. They all have from this year to this year on all of the cast. And there is a young boy who I don't know who he is. He might be alive, but he would be a very old man. Right. Old man McGinty. Uh, there he is. Uh, Peter Sellers. Here's the cast. I'll put that right here. He was making scones because I am a stereotype, you know. Sometimes I get a vibe of uh, the skipper off of him. So he's about to piss off Robert Stack because he goes, what's all this lion nonsense? And he was like, nonsense. You want me to show you the bodies? He gets mad. <clears throat> look at that. That's Peter Sellers. Take a look, Mike. See? Ah, makes me miss the Boy Scouts. What did I miss, Carl? What? Did I miss? What did you miss? Nothing. Yeah. Look, okay, so right now he's saying, like, he's angry that he calls him nonsense, and he tells him that that major, you know, who's going to rat on him to his father-in-law, he died. He got bit by a scorpion. Whoa. And he's dead. Robert Stack feels no guilt to that, like, maybe it was him being, leaving him in the bush with uh, not enough wood to get home, you know? Right. Oh, so he blames himself? No, he does not. And I think he ought to give two seconds to think about that. So, Peter Sellers claims that he's got 15 years experience with lions, so they're going to lay in wait tonight with the trap. They're going to bait the trap with the goat. The lion will go in to eat the goat. They'll close it and shoot him. Now, we saw this on Killdozer, right? They put a sacrificial goat, and then Killdozer uh, grides over it. It was in Jurassic Park, too, right? They use a goat. Yeah, I, I was worshiping Satan the other day. They were, we were using a goat. Weird. Yeah, that really get you know the abuse. They really <laughs> get really this my goat. Okay, so the guy what, who did this right. It's a B movie. His name is Arch Oballer. Arch Oballer, and he was prolific. Uh, playwright, screenwriter, novelist, producer, director, actor in films, radio, especially theater and television, everything, and he. Much attention with his radio scripts. He got Mae West banned once. Uh, horror series, blah, blah, blah. He was one of those kind of people you either loved him or hated him. He was liked or not liked. And he was the one who overheard this guy, this camera crew, talking about 3D filming. He followed it up. 
he knew it was like a ticket to fame, ticket to riches, and it worked. Weird. Why is he polarizing? What exactly does he polarize? Well, it was a very turbulent time. FDR was for the people, and, you know, Taft was definitely, it was polarizing. He was a Taft man? He was definitely for the rich, yes. He oh, was yeah. a Taft man. So he's for the colonists, is what you're saying in this movie. He's rooting for those guys. Yes. Now, you see Peter Sellers' cameo, Adam. Cool. Is there really Peter Sellers? Yes. There's really wow. Peter Sellers. <laughs> he was seven. It's not. <laughs> Whoa. So Peter Sellers is all proud of himself. He's like, I begged me a lion, laddie. And it turns out to be a hyena. Joke's on him. Look who's laughing. Whoa, that is a hyena. So don't you want a hyena? Well, I knew I knew him when he cleaned up. Sabrina. Hyena? He wasn't hyena. Hi, Ina. What is this guy doing? Uh, okay, this is the cutest, most adorable lion. He's looking for a knife. Look, you see, he gave him a nice hug. Oh, Thank no. You. Thank you for the hug. Ooh. That lion totally hugged that guy. To that death. guy is so lucky he's out of this film. And now, <laughs> Robert Stack is very upset that he, was, he hugged him to death, that lion. Very upset. Yes, well, very awkward and sweaty. So Peter Sellers is like, well, I'm off. And he tells him that he's going to report again to the father-in-law. This is a different person, but this guy is a bum. Uh, he needs to replace him. Um, well, so, can I just say, Carl, this movie is why people wanted to watch TV. This <laughs> <laughs> not stayed that night. Oh, my God. What, test pattern? Let's do it. Oh my God, is that Felix the Cat in 3D? There, done. I'll watch that. Well, the lion ate one of the people. I gotta go. Yeah, that's uh, really good. You know, as old saying my father had, when the animals start eating you, get the fuck out. <laughs> the All right, get hold leaving. Hold. <laughs> good when luck. The tough get eaten, the tough get leaving. <laughs> Thanks for color coordinating, everybody. <laughs> yeah. They're the all color. from India, and that was their garb. Apparently, some of this is authentic in that lightest sense. Also, uh, Obama went to Africa in 1948, and a guy who was with there was shooting all sorts of footage of native dancing and animals, and that is the footage we'll see throughout this film. His buddy's stock footage. And it's very obvious that it's not the same. It was filmed in 16 millimeter, and of course, this is filmed in 35 with the double cameras and all of the whammy wow. jammies that go along with it. Wow, you could really see him stare into space. <laughs> 3D is good. Now, it's basically we're having a scene of self reflection, the commissioners back to Mombasa to get help. But and so Robert Stack is like, I'm gonna wait in the field tonight on my lonesome. Let him come for me. <laughs> so he's mad. Yeah. Do we meet his fiance? Does she oh, come by? Yeah. And you're like, no, bro. Yeah, we're oh, gonna meet him. Daddy says, don't attack that lion. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't care what my father-in-law tells me. That's right. Throw oh, it. Yeah, Get out of here, shovel. Now this guy would be—he uh, would go on to be in the Untouchables. That was his big TV show. The, the TV show, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, and, and then right commercials. What commercials was he in? I keep thinking the battery. The guy with the chip. Go ahead, knock that. No, that. Yeah, that oh, was Black Sheep Squadron guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Black Sheep Squadron. Oh, 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 oh. there was a lion that could hug me to death. It's the morning, and basically, it's like, where is Robert Stack? It'll be a little like, ah, thing, and then it'll be fine. Uh, Robert Stack was in the Navy in World War II, an aerial gunnery officer. Uh, yeah, Elliot Ness in um, The Untouchables. Untouchables. He had a relaunch. You see, 
he had his career and it kind of started to go away. And then in that movie, 1941, they called him into service. And after that, he was in, because he was being a comedian then, something he had never done before. It was an airplane. Right. Oh, right. He was an airplane, 1980. And then he was in, you know, Joe versus the Volcano, Caddyshack 2, Beavis and Butthead to America, base, Basketball. Uh, all the hits. All, all the, the hits. Now, you know, I, I've mentioned this before. There was an interview with Robert, uh, Ernest Borgnine uh, in the AV Club, and he said that Basketball was his least favorite movie, and he thought those guys were idiots. Yeah, I, I, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. There's a great clip where um, Ernest Borgnine is on Fox News, and he's, uh, he's Fox and Friends, and he's saying something like, you know, my wife likes what I do. And they go, well, we don't want you to say it. And then he whispers it to the guy, but the guy has a microphone on, yeah. so you can hear him fully saying. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. And the, you know, the host is like, please stop, please stop. The only other thing about Robert Stack, he had a run on Falcon Crest. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so yeah, these are all familiar roles. I just keep thinking I know him from commercials. No, he was in a lot of commercials. I just didn't do the research on that. It seemed like you see. Oh, uh, well, like because hotel. I was expecting the internet would tell me that this was the voice on the Geico commercials, and right. so I found all his commercials he did, and I went through them and stuff. And I, this is the old footage, nineteen forty-eight. You're going to see a lot of African stuff. Now is that in two D? Yes, but they still put the colors in. It's it's not very. The internet claims that the old footage is tacked on and the 3D stuff is fake. So, not fake, it just looks cheap. Like, uh, it, there's a 3D in which you only do the colors, and then there's the 3D where right. you have the two cameras. And, you know, they could only do the colors. My, my favorite or my least favorite part of 3D movies are the last 10 minutes, right? They're like, you remember this? <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> you got 10 more minutes before the credits. There's more. Look at that fake footage, huh? Whoa. They look hungry, those hippos. But, you, <laughs> but you'll see he'll, like, shoot at one and fall off his canoe. You see how they fake it? Uh -huh. He's in front of a screen, a movie screen. Yeah, and then suddenly there's a beach ball got in his way. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Gators. But that never pays off. He just gets to the shore. Phew. But why? Why not do it? You've got the alligators. They're going in the water. Just have a scene where he's like, thrash, thrash. Whoa, I made it to safety. Yeah, and just throw a couple gators into the camera. Oh, shit. That's right. What a devil. He doesn't and have a gun. He ate Peter Sellers. Look at him. He's the nicest lion you'd ever want to be. There's no blood. <laughs> he was very petite. Made no chewing noises. Dipped his uh Yeah, it's like he put uh Peter Sellers to sleep. <laughs> Take a nice nap. He bit off a gun. Wow. So you know I never saw Jaws, but I imagine this is the plot. Okay, now we're back. Now we have the only scene of humor in this whole. They're, they're lighting fires. To... Okay, here's a humorous scene, and I wish I had a laugh track to play for you. I think I will climb this cliff for no reason. Uh-oh. Oh, it's the nicest lion ever. Whoa. Wow, that's a fall. That would have been a great laugh track. Gilligan! <laughs> Gilligan. Oh, Gilligan's Island in oh. 3D. Oh, stuck on that's the what they should have done. That would have been a big hit. So now, so now Skipper comes in and goes, Laddie, the Hindus are going. They're really this time going. And so Robert Stack once again will lay down the old like Kunta Kinte rap. You're not going anywhere. Go walk and walk back and forth with them. Get back to work. There's no lions. Get oh yeah, look at him. Yeah. He shouldn't stand on the tracks like that. 
Listen, I have all these facts about the other actors, but who cares? Oh, it's the oh. nicest lion in the world going to give you a hug. Look at the lion. He just ate some. Look at that little blood thing under his yeah. chin. He gave him a nibble. Yeah, a little love bite. They're fierce lions and their kisses make a little blood. He kissed me on the neck. What um, a weird lion. I could tell you all about these actors, and it's just not interesting, you know. Do you do you have more about the director? Sure. He was. Uh, did he make porno really movies? In the, what? Did he make porno movies in the seventies? No, no. He died in eighty-seven. Uh, uh. His ego and personality were larger than life. Radio historian historian Joe Dunning wrote. Few people are ambivalent when it came to Arch Oldmar. He was one of those intense personalities who were either liked or disliked with equal fire. Um, I wonder why he's disliked, because he's an asshole. <laughs> yes. He got Mae West banned. He did this radio show, and he gave Mae West all sorts of suggestive stuff. Not that she doesn't do that. She does. Right. So he really fed her. But he played it on... Maybe it wasn't his fault. It played on Sunday just before the um, right. <laughs> oh, I can't go to church now. I'm so riled up by that Mae West innuendo. I would come uh, up Milton and see her Gunsberg, for sex. Milton Gunsberg turned his focus to independent producers, demonstrated natural vision, vision to Arch Olberg, producer and writer of popular Lights Out radio show. He was pressed enough to it for his next film project. <laughs> he went on to make 12 of these. Nice. I'm sure they all made money. They're all B-movies. They played again, you know, double feature. So now he's making a deal with the Ugandan stereotypes and to help them, you know, like get the lion. And the thing is, like, they're insisting on no guns because it's that's won't bring honor to the tribe. They want to spear them. It's it's part of their rituals and rites uh, of passage. So they're going to get a posse together of people who killed lions before. But with no guns. With no guns, just spears. Now look at the way he shakes his spear. It's obviously an actor. You know what I mean? Oh, they handed him a spear and go, go, go nuts? Well, he says, like, I'm stalking a lion. I'm stalking a lion. You'll see it from all of them. But it's, they give more natural performances when the lion assaults them. <laughs> I'm walking trepidatiously. I'm bouncing. The middle of the day. The lion's just hanging out there. Yeah, Maybe. look how the nicest lions in the world. They're just great. Friendly. I'm late for my MGM audition. Wish me luck. <laughs> That's right. Casper, the friendly lion. <laughs> the friendliest lion. And his dick friend, uh, hot devil, little devil. Now, I especially hate this scene because these fierce lion hunters will basically have be Freddy cats and all scatter. It's so stupid. It's adorable. Is this Jaws of the Lion? Is this In the whole 3D? movie about the lion? Remember Jaws 3D? Yeah, the whole movie's about the yeah. lion. I saw Jaws 3D in the theater in Montclair. Yeah. There was an arm floated in front of you. That's about the only good part. Was that the Claremont? Uh, probably. Yes. Look, I'm going in circles because I'm a nice lion. Are those white guys out? I mean... I don't think so. Uh, mm. Whoa! Uh, there's a second lion! Where the lion go? Run away! Oh, there's always a second lion. Run away! What a twist. Yeah, we're professionals. We never thought of a second lion. They dropped. This movie's called The Wanted Devil. These are the yeah. brave men. Okay, 
everyone's gonna. In fairness, they're the king of the jungle, not the kings <laughs> of the jungle. So I understand why they thought there's only one. <laughs> that is, yeah. If you're being fair, being yeah. fair. They're hiding their face in shame when they go past Robert Stack. Sorry, we're such pussies. My bad. So the Stack's going to have to do it himself. Well, Robert Stack kind of doesn't know what to do. And uh, it, we're going to have more back to work stuff. Like the African tribe we just saw, they're burying their dead. So he's like, let them bury their own dead. You bury yours. Back to work. This burying the dead scene is probably the best example of 3D animation I've seen in movies. It really looks like you're burying the dead. What do the kids love? They want to see people burying their dead. All right. In 3D. Now, next we'll have uh, the greatest pompous voice of Parliament, so I think we should listen it's the House of Commons. Robert right. Stack doesn't know what to do. He's tortured. I would like to ask the Colonial Secretary a question. Is it a fact that the building of the British Railway, financed by British capital, is being held up by two miles? <laughs> and this senior situation is... The evening news. Extra, extra. We didn't write an article, just the headline. <laughs> extra, extra. Print shop is now free on, on the new line computers. Extra, extra. Article, extra. This is a shocking yeah. state of affairs. We saw this in the opening. Oh, is this the monkeys? Here we go. Yeah. It's laughing. The last two minutes of laughing. Laughing. <laughs> the last episode of laughing. Is it hot in here? Yes, Buck. Is it hot in here or is it V? Oh, this stuffed animal snack to you. Look how they all like lay down. It's a massacre. Yeah, listen, man. When it's lion comes at you, that's it. You're done. You might as well lie down. Look, now. Lots of times a stuffed animal attacks the lion, but here he's got a stuffed animal in his... Look, see that dummy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't appreciate that. Took a lot of time making this movie. You come up with a storyline. Oh, you mean the mannequin dummy? Yeah, sure. Yes, that's right. So... Now we're basically getting, like, we're at a breaking point. He's trying to design the next bridge as if the lions don't exist. He's going to, Angus is going to go to Mombasa to get help. They got 20 dead, and, and it's been three weeks. They haven't, 200 miles they've done. And th for three weeks, they haven't done one inch. Wow. It's in all the papers, the evening news. Right. Now, Good for job. some reason, they're going to be digging up the side of a hill. It makes no sense. And it's clearly we're like mid-act two here because we're going to start meeting B characters and the, his wife is going to show. And he'll need that to get to the third act. You'll see. That's if right. this is good. Good act three sounds great. Angus is drinking on the... Oh, no, he's not. It's malaria. He's taking malaria pills. Now, look, why are they digging here? And look how the workers are really pretending. They're not doing a thing. What, what about the cameraman? <laughs> Strange angle. It I must think look really I good can. I think I can. I think I can. Woo, woo. Look how dangerous that side of the hill is. It's, uh, what, what was it? So when he yelled action? We're just going to stand here for hours. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh they, they missed the spot. Wow. What was the name of the British train show that had Ringo Starr and uh, George Carlin in it? Thomas. Yeah. The Thomas. It was Thomas? Yeah. Oh. Fucking well, Thomas. Thomas. Thomas is a whiny-ass train. Goodness, there's a train full of pompous Brits. <laughs> You'll see, they're all... Oh, I hope a lion 
Oh, oh, hello. Oh, hello. Wife. It's Bridie. Are they married? They are married. Oh, yeah. Engaged? No, they're married. And they are very cold. Oh, I should pretend you're the cook. Well, she, she is a lady in Africa right now. I mean, you gotta, she's gotta have every, every, uh, I don't know. <laughs> hello, wife. Hello, husband. He's not happy she's there, but he's at the same time, he is very happy to see her. It's weird. Her name is Alice. Okay, so now the pompous Brits will get the most ridiculous pretend dancing you've ever seen. Oh, good. Finally, a dance number. This movie's so bad. Look at this. Just having a picnic. How did they bring these instruments? Well, this is the orchestra that's mentioned in the credits, right? Yeah. Wasn't there like a musical ensemble that got credited? Uh, maybe, and I didn't catch it. Uh, I probably have music done down here somewhere. Well, the credit was in 3D, Carl. You might have missed it. Right. It might have been like beyond you, or below you, or beneath you, or above you, or you're through it. This was a critical failure, and it should be. It really sucks, but it was a hit. Because of the actually, 3D. But it did lose money. It lost like $200,000, which was like uh, maybe one point something. I don't know. Oh, not $2 million, but a lot. They lost a lot on this film in today's money, you know. So, but this film I always read about, like it was the first 3D movie. It caused to kick off the craze. I mean, I guess right. uh, it did. House of Wax and uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon. Those are probably the famous 3D movies from the 50s. Well, yeah, I mean, it it took off from then, and they made 12 of these. As I I think I probably mentioned it. Uh, what's funny is the film was given code approval because they didn't have the ratings yet in 2D. Right. But it, the one in 3D had a kissing scene, um, and we'll see it later, like a kissing in 3D. You could really see the tongue. <laughs> you could not. Yeah. Between the old guy and Stack. <clears throat> so they just went to see a musical number. Yeah, and now they have to get dragged to the other tribe to see another one. They don't what like it day. at all. Uh, basically, all we're hearing here is pompous, pompous, and it reminds me of Carl and Mike's party machine. It's pompous bragging. When I was in India, we did blah, blah, blah. Now we have African dance mania, which is also reminds me of Carl and Mike's party machine. Pompous belligerence. I'm sick of this. Now, this was all shot in 1948 on their excursion to Africa. Oh, they got girls this time. This is the pompous bragging I was speaking of. Oh. It's very funny how they're really standing in front of a 2D movie screen, pretending that they're there. They didn't have green screens, of course, but it's the same thing. Oh. Right? So, Am I right? Yes, Carl. Very insightful. Uh, do you think this movie played at a 3D uh, drive-in? Uh, no, I don't. I think it played in movie theaters. Um, okay, so now she's like, tell me about my husband. You've known him for six months. Tell me about my husband. And he's like, lady, lady. And he doesn't say anything. He's, got, he's glad you're here. I'll tell you that, eh, lassie. <laughs> we watched Broke Bear Mountain four times. I don't know why. Um, 
U.S. screenings of feature. Um, it, it was released into theaters. It didn't go to a drive-in at all. Um, but I, I have it here somewhere. The theater releases, but it's not very in, interesting. You know, do you think there was three D movies at drive-ins? Sure. Yeah. I guess you could do that. United Artists bought the rights to Bawana Devil for half a million dollars and a share of the profits and began a wide release of the film. Um, there was a lawsuit, and it doesn't really matter. Other major studios started releasing their own 3D films. Warner Brothers adapted the natural vision process for House of Wax. Right. Well, you know, two really good uh, 3D movies I've seen from the 50s is uh, Kiss Me, Kate. They did oh, a, yeah. So the, the stage itself has depth to it. So it's like uh -huh. you're in the theater watching it. And then That's Jerry, cool. Jerry Lewis and Martin, uh, Dean Martin had Money From Home, which I saw in a movie theater in 3D. It was great. Okay. They're, they're gambling on horses. <laughs> okay. Money From Home. Oh, <laughs> okay. You see the little kid there. He's introduced so that he can die later. What from what lion? Yes. These lions eat children. <laughs> Isn't that awful? The lions on a diet can't eat a human. Can't eat a full kid. <laughs> can't go for the wee ones. So they're having dinner and they're doing a bunch of pompous bragging as Brits, you know, and the little kid right. is introduced and they're going to sleep in the train car. They brought their own sleeping quarters, essentially. And there's when they leave, it's going to be real awkward between husband and wife. You know, he's going to be like he feels like a loser and she's going to be like, you never talk to me. What separate beds are they going to sleep in? No, they're going to be in the same bed. All right. Oh, really? Yeah. And everyone else is watching. No, no, this is nineteen uh... eighteen ninety eight. <laughs> oh, I guess yes. eighteen ninety nine. If six months have passed. Good night, child. Good night. You will die. You're going to become my like my pretend my child symbol soon. I'll think of you every time a lion eats somebody. <laughs> We'll keep your memory. We'll cherish your memory. Every time a lion eats somebody. <laughs> we'll I start a foundation in your name. <laughs> the least we could do. What kind of film director is like, all right, the kid's in, but he's got to be in by the lion. <laughs> I know movie making. Hi, it's your agent. Hi, did we get the part? Yeah, but uh, there is this one. Oh, you'll love it. It's It's out in location. Uh, there's some, some cowboy stuff. Then, you, you, you get eaten lion. by a lion. Okay, they need to know by Friday, so. <laughs> so now it's just the two of them, and it's going to be a lot of awkward husband and wife stuff, so, and they're going to go into the tent, and, you know, he's going to be feeling sorry for himself, and she's going to be like, well, yeah, but I love you, so who cares? And he's going to be like, okay, I'll stop being embarrassed, and then they kiss. They're making the fires for the lions, you know. Oh, fires for their loins. <laughs> yeah. I doubt the director was sharp enough. The director was very sharp, but I doubt that the script was, you know, trying to give us a the fire for their loins, you know. Oh, I saw the porn movie of this movie. Bawana fuck? Bawana do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's so. <laughs> I wanna. I didn't take my Viagra. Okay, so this is a bunch of boring talk, and then they're gonna do it. You'll see the 3D kiss that got it not coded. Uh, March 1952, he was gonna call it the Lion of Guru. Footage and shot in Africa, filming to start in May. It was gonna be a national vision. But then he overheard this new revolutionary 3D effect, and he no, no, this it. is no, that was long. This was his big. This is his plans coming to fruition. He was gotcha. announcing he's going to make the move. This is shot in San Fernando Valley. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you can see. 
okay, there's a place called the Paramount Ranch. It's in the Santa Monica Mountains, and, you know, it's San Fernando Valley, and there's a hiking trail named the Bawana Trail to denote the locations. Of this movie? Yeah, so you could go to Bawana Trail. That sounds like a LWAFL. Uh-huh. Road trip. trip. Yeah. Let's go to Hollywood and see where they shot uh, Bawana Devil. <laughs> We've come a long way for this. Almost there. Mm. That was the ranch Charles Manson is. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to the... kiss your eyeball. Oh, gee. Wait, yeah, that was the Manson Ranch over there? Excuse me, uh, sir, uh, we're going to Bawana, Bawana Trail. Bawana Devil. Look, like there's the kiss. That. Did you see? Oh, it's 3D, yeah. Yeah, and so that got him banned. Oh, Lion. Lion. He's like okay. Jason. Th- now we're going to have the train car master- massacre, and it's so funny. Um, He's going to lick him. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have stuffed animals that they're going to be battling, you know. And, yeah, the nicest lion in the world. Two nice lions are going to visit the <laughs> Fat Brits. When they choreographed these these lion fights, not one said, "Why don't you move towards the camera, or why don't you uh, throw something at the camera, or why don't you do?" do... <laughs> no. Uh... What did I miss? Well, you came at the right time because we're going to have a massacre now with the nicest lions, and they're going to fight stuffed animals. You'll see. So they go into the train, and the train people are like, huh? And then they all, like, have a pillow fight. Tickets, please. Roar. Sir, if you don't have your ticket. Look at this nice lion. Hi. Uh, uh, furry thing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Skipper, Skipper! <laughs> oh no! Look out, Plushy! Mm, give him a hug, <laughs> sir. I'm going to ask you to leave Fao Swartz if you can't play with those stuffed animals nicely. Ay ay ay! Ah, just shake the doll around. No one will notice. <laughs> no one will see. Recognize. Rawr. It's adorable. So scary. (laughs) Okay, so you also missed that Robert Stack uh, banged his wife. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she looks like she's... uh, Oh, she's contented. She is contented. She's fully dressed up to her neck, literally. It is 1952, but they kissed, and they he was kissing her eyes, and Michael oh, tell you, look, she's getting dressed as if she hasn't been wearing that all night. Safari walk of shame. <laughs> I love the beautiful, it's a beautiful walk. It's shameful, but it's beautiful out there. Good morning. Now we like each other again. And this guy goes, look, look how embarrassed she'll be. He's kissing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Twelve hours ago, these guys were eaten by lions. He goes, hey, boss, hey, boss, there's a train car massacre. There's stuff, stuffing is everywhere. He's in a treehouse? That's pretty cool. Yeah. You should put that on Airbnb. Oh, it's part of the anemones. Holy, oh, it's Mortimer Duke, dead. And his brother. Randolph Duke. So does this mean they get to ride for free? Yeah. They got their ticket punched. Hello. Should have just taken a cab to the airport. There's Mm -hmm. stuffing everywhere. Get a dust back. (laughs) I got some news. The LIRR is delayed. That's news? (laughs) It's news if it's not delayed. Come on. The now look, like, dad's dead. Guy. Yeah, dad is dead. So that means that um, Alice, our wife, will get a baby substitute. And the only reason she gets the baby substitute is so that it can be eaten later. 
Yeah, the, the, the lion eats the kid in this movie. Spoiler alert, and by spoiler, I mean this film. <laughs> well, he had to eat the kid fast, speaking of spoiler alerts. Uh, hey, I did jump back on to tell you, uh, to get Michael's joke book, go to proudlyresents.com slash joke book. Slash joke book. There you oh, go. Man. And bring it, it right the, to the webpage. All my finest broccoli jokes. I have broccoli jokes. I got tomato jokes in there. It's a wide variety of jokes in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I, I got to jump back and go back to work. I don't right, want to buy it. Okay, uh, Adam. If you, if you see that extension cord, let me know, okay, for the radio. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you have a one-track mind. <laughs> if he sees it, Mike, if he sees it. If, if he I sees see it. it. But I'll just sit here and work for four more hours. But you guys, and then I'll look for your thing. All right, thanks. Yeah, you should get to work first and then look for it. Oh, so they Carl, nice to see you. <laughs> Big yeah. Same here, same here. I always right, like Spiegel. to see a Spiegelman. All right. He's going to miss the uh, last dramatic 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, this is okay. This, you asked me at the end of how is the film itself. Okay, so she's like, we're going home. And he's like, damn it, woman, I can't go home. You go home. And she goes, if you are not going home, I'm not going home. And then it's he, settled. They're going to fight the lions together. He, he married the Queen of England? <laughs> yeah. Queen Elizabeth? <laughs> Goodness, Robert, what are you up to now? Yeah, your majesty, I'm out here on the lions, but you're oh. And a husband be obsessed by a lion? I am in Africa. Um, she is uh, Alice, she's Barbara Britton, film and television actress, best known for Western films opposite Randolph Scott, Joel McRae, and Gene Autry, we know that name. Two-year tenure as the inquisitive am amateur sleuth Pam North on the television radio series Mr. and Mrs. North. Look, I can tell you about all these actors, but it's very we never got a context. You know, it's interesting that we're talking about a lot of radio stars and producers in this that made this movie. Yeah, they're like, we hate television. <laughs> People so, can't back before television, Carl. People would just sit around our, our our furniture and listen to our radio show. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, television killed radio, but it killed film too. I don't know. It didn't kill film, but this helped bring film back. So now we have our full-on blown uh, child substitute, okay? And she's got herself a son, essentially, uh, so he can get eaten. And he's uh, he's adorable. We saw him naked. Yeah, they don't all have big ones. I wasn't even looking there. <laughs> well, kudos to you, Mike. Okay, basically, she's just doing more of it. She's going up there and going, Robert, take a break. Robert, get some iced tea. Look at you. You're Robert, you're all red in the sun. Just like a Gap commercial. What they're allegedly doing. Once again, Mike, look at the guy in the blue turban behind. They're not working. You see how he's faking? He's not even hitting it. Right. It's, it's well, so funny. Ow. It's like to see it. Well, they're all from the theater, you know. You don't really dig on stage. <laughs> you get hurt the stage. You don't want to scruff those. Uh, you want to walk on those boards, not scruff them. Yeah. You know, the, the joke's on him because he really is probably tired from having to do that over and over. I know, even then, but he didn't do a single work. Like, he but didn't do it right. Might as well just do the work. Okay, so now the African tribe shows up and says, remember when we were stereotypes? Well, we're going overboard now. You guys brought the lions. They're devils, not lions. And the train brought them. And Robert oh. Stack is going to be mad, mad, mad. Do you think that there's a ring of truth to that, that the, the trains brought the lions? Well, it brought a food source for the lions. Yeah, right, like some fresh food. No, but they believe they're devil spirits. They believe it's like a... Oh, the lions themselves are actual devil spirits. Right. 
They're so they're cute devil's birds. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of Swahili here. All right. And that's actually accurate in the Serengeti. It's Swahili. To Google Translate. Well, it sounds great, Carl. All right. <laughs> now, this one is like the meanie, meanie, meanie one. And he's going to throw a spear at him. All right. Yeah, enough talk. <laughs> the film premiered under the banner of Arch O'Baller Productions. November 26, 1952, twin engagement at the Hollywood Paramount Theater and the Paramount Theater in downtown Los Angeles. Open to the public the following day. Ooh, so it was like two separate theaters showing it and only yeah, like for the press. A double premiere. Yeah. yeah. For, one for the press and one for like all us cool guys who really made the film. Like Marilyn Monroe was there, but she was at one of the gatherings, not, not the other one. I went to the other gathering. This guy was a B filmmaker. I'm sure Marilyn wasn't there. You see the spear? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the baby cries. You're making my baby. Okay, now it's a night of uneasy sleeping. She's not with Robert, that's why. Well, because, yeah, because that's right. She lives for him. But um, he's on Lion Century duty, you know. Oh, yeah. Lion Century. If you think the lions are bad, the mosquitoes, oh. They got malaria going around. Oh, that's right. You got to take those pills. Oh, I've got my own malaria pills. <laughs> <laughs> Uneasy sleep, uneasy sleep. Oh, this is terrible. Well, her sleep number was on four. Look, you're lying yourself. You're lying. You're lying. On the bed. Yeah. You're lying. I mean, on the on the bed. Okay, I'm stealing that. How can I make that into a joke? Uh huh. People are gonna be like, I came here during COVID. Uh, risked everything to hear a night of comedy. Well, you got it, or I would be lying. Get it, lieth? I would be a lieth. <laughs> That's so funny. Thanks for, Thanks for coming. My wife always misunderstands what I say. You know, she doesn't let me finish my sentence. I walk into the room, into the bedroom, and I go, You're lying. She goes, What? I said, No, on the bed. Will you just let me finish my sentence? Never let you finish. Well, there was an Uncle stuff. Floyd joke where uh, Looney Skip Rooney comes on to the Uncle Floyd show and he goes, Floyd, Floyd, my uncle just got as a zookeeper and he just got fired from the zoo. Well, Looney Skip Rooney, uh, your uncle just got fired from the zoo? Yeah, he got fired for feeding the squirrels. Oh, feeding the squirrel, I don't see. To the lions! <laughs> okay, here comes Baby, who's now missing. And there's uh -oh. lots of scary stuff in the jungle, like a like a non-poisonous boa constrictor <laughs> and a turtle that's turtle. running oh, away. No, he's, he's catching up to the turtle. It's too late. So now it'll be like baby's gone missing, and then they go to find him, and they just can't find him, and things keep getting suckier and suckier. And then they'll have a whole search for the baby, and then... It won't be satisfying. They don't find him. They got to go to sleep without him. Really? What kind Look of surrogate parents are they? Right. Wait, baby was just here. Baby. Oh, the pills are alive. With the sound of the baby. <laughs> baby eating lions. That was Austria. Austria. Yeah, Austria. I get these Thanksgiving movies all mixed up. You know, I watch them all other than holidays. You know, the they don't devil. have Thanksgiving in uh, Canada. Oh. Well, no, they kind they do. They have it on their own day, right? They don't have Thanksgiving in Mexico. Uh, you know what they call Thanksgiving in Mexico? What? Th Thursday. Uh, well, you know what they call planes, trains, and automobiles in Mexico? Nova. What? The planes, trains, and automobiles going around for some reason. What? Because it takes place in, th they're going to Thanksgiving, but 
Oh, that Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. Trains, planes, and automobiles. Yeah, he sold the uh, right, shower give me, curtains. Right. Give me another. Give me another Thanksgiving movie. I'll get the other side of the park. Home uh, for the holidays. Christmas with the cranks. That was uh, Thanksgiving. That was a Christmas one. National Lampoon's Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving vacation. That was a good. Thanksgiving. One. Yeah. Thanksgiving vacation. These holiday films. So they spent all day searching for the baby. They can't find the baby, and now she's like baby's dead she's like alice oh, come on maybe it's, yeah we'll look in the morning there's lots of places for a baby to hide in the jungle let me hear her <laughs> right. say it baby's dead if that's the case you should just go outside and go i give up where are you hiding <laughs> where are you hiding i give up Ali Ali oxen free. Ali <laughs> Ali oxen free. All right, Uncle, you win. Oh, Baby's dead. Mm -mm -mm. This movie sucks. Can we stop now? Oh, okay. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? <laughs> it sucks. He began hosting Unsolved Mysteries in 1987. He thought very highly of the interactive nature of the show, saying it created a symbolic relationship between viewer and program, and that the hotline was a great crime-solving tool. That's right, Dana. Well, it was a syndicated weekly show. So it was on the, you know, whatever uh, channel that paid for it. Yeah. And it would be like back to back seven seven thirty uh, unsolved mysteries, and they had a hotline because I've I've seen the show in like later reruns and I don't remember seeing a hotline. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. If you have a mystery that is still yet to be solved. No, it would. They would do the mystery, and then if you knew any information, you would call. Is it? If you think the baby was eaten by a lion, press one. If you think UFOs took the baby, press two. If the Loch Ness monster was anywhere near the vicinity. So now we're going to have a bunch of the 1948 footage in which it's like, that animal's threatening us. I'm going to make a stance. Oh, it's okay. They just did it with the oxen. Did you see? Yeah. <coughs> you could tell it's old footage because the oxen says buy U.S. war bonds on the side. <laughs> the war was still going on when they used that footage. Look, here's like, look, here's a Welcome. threat. Oh, it's okay. The guy wearing an elephant suit. Stand here in front of this movie projector. Yeah, really weird. Don't worry, they're just giraffes. There's no threat. Now, this is real in San Fernando Valley. They brought an ostrich, which doesn't go, no, I don't think. No, ostrich did nothing. Demon bothers these both legs. You know how they sometimes hiss and stuff? Nothing. Yeah. You know what you got to do is you got to, as an actor, you got to whisper in the ostrich, I'm going to steal your fucking eggs. And then <laughs> they get like you, the fear of God in them, and that's when you start acting. Right. Otherwise, now, they just uh, stand there. Now, he cheated us a little because he just showed us some footage that he already showed us when he was in the canoe. Oh, the hippos. Look, it's going to be like, don't look at, he'll charge. She, he's going to shoot a, an elephant, and then he goes, don't shoot him, the baby. Now, look, you see the panther in the tree? Yeah. What's going on? Just chilling. And he won't attack them or nothing? How the panther got in the tree? I'll never know. <laughs> How the panther got in my pajamas? Don't shoot, don't shoot the baby. Because I... You know, there's an old Hollywood adage, which is don't work with children and animals. If he's going to do it. Because the animals will eat the children. Right. Yeah. Oh, so is that a baby elephant? Uh-oh. Look, nothing. Nothing will come. Nothing. She's roaring. Too stealthy. It worked too well. No one saw him. 
He recently died, the Black Panther. You think of a different. All right. <laughs> Are they done? Are they gone mad? That's the thing. We're just we're gonna wander around looking for the lions, and then they're gonna find the lions, and the lions uh-huh. won't attack because it's daytime. It's it's look now he's going crazy. He's getting bonkers in the sun. He starts talking nuts. I'll turn it up. Listen. All right. What? Oh, what was that? What? I think I'm going mad. Radio is the future. That's crazy. People don't want to go to the theaters. What can I do? I'll make three-dimensional imagery. My radio is 3D. Remember we saw that movie in which they were envisioning like a radio with pictures of the future, remember? Cool. Yeah, whatever happened to that idea. Uh, that was in person in March. That was the hell one, Hades. Um, oh, right. Yeah, that was a public domain movie. Dante's Inferno. Yeah, Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Next year, there'll be a new batch of public domain movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Every year. Every, well, they stopped it for a while. Yeah. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Disney. Thank you for that 20-year well, wait. Now look behind him. The nicest oh. lion in the world. It's Buana Devil One. <laughs> this is like the ending of Scream where there's like two killers. You're like, what? Look, look, Rob, there's another Buana. What does it mean? Bu- oh! The stuffed How animal. How do you so? Ah! He took a swipe at her. Now she's a damsel in distress, but they won't use it well. Oh, he's going to save the day. It's just like the carnival where you shoot the ducks, but this time you shoot the stuffed animals on the wall. <laughs> These are not stuffed animals. They're just tamed uh, or born in captivity. Nice. Uh, Lion. I mean, we did see it for a second there when he pretend attacked her. It must be like a retired zoo in San Fernando Valley. San Fernando Valley. Like this exit, retired zoo animals. Petting this- zoo. His great great grandfather was in Bawana. Bawana <laughs> See. We're getting admitted. Oh, San Fernando Valley. That's right, They killed his wife? She got sideswiped. She got a strike. This guy looking at her boobs? That's really awkward. Well, they're married. It's okay. No, yeah, she's bleeding. They're when, married. They're married. Yeah, I'm cocking a gun. Yeah, I'm looking in the camera. What's your problem? Now, his gun, you know, is having trouble, and it will, when the time is right, misfire. And he'll have to hit the lion with the, <laughs> his gun. This lion is just hiking with his girlfriends. Listen. We're going to get out, and every day this week, we're going to do a little bit of hike a little bit farther. He's wearing, you can't tell, but he's wearing Juicy Couture pants. He's telling the audience, like, he's claiming, you won't attack me during the day. You're waiting for the night. Attack me in the day! And he freaks out on him. Give it a big speed. So he starts walking. La la la. It's like I'm Captain Ahab and you're Moby Dick, except you're a lion and um, I'm not really <laughs> Captain Ahab. Oh, bang, bang. It's just a tame lion from the zoo, man. It's the nicest lion you'll ever want to be. Ow! Ah, Ow! He's being a cool guy. Ow! What's he doing? Did he put a uh-huh. on Well, he's kind of like ah, an Eric Pence. Right. Wait till the... You'll <laughs> never work for MGM again. <laughs> right. Now his gun misfires. I'm going to eat you up. So he hits <laughs> him. 